0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The rescheduled Scottish Cup dates are set with the SFA optimistic about fans being in Hamden for them. Scotland against Israel in September could be used as a trial run for supporters and Celtic are just about to kick off against PSG over in France. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yes, good evening Andrew. As the build-up continues for a week on Saturday with the league campaign starting for Rangers then obviously Sunday with Celtic the champion starting a big game for him tonight against Paris Saint-Germain very difficult full strength uh, I think Neil Lennon will like this game because it will be difficult you'd imagine that PSG will have most of the ball and uh, the Celtic players will have to work hard tonight and it is all about fitness Rangers take on Motherwell tomorrow night and then all of a sudden we were looking a weekend Saturday sitting eating our dinner watching Aberdeen Rangers we've now changed that to sitting eating our lunch watching Aberdeen and Rangers and we've now got the Scottish Cup finals that are usually played in May finishing in December all good 01419511025 if you want to get involved or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB always like this when we've got a show on we can actually watch the football alongside it as well quite a unique opportunity I say unique it's going to happen tomorrow night as well when Rangers take on Motherwell um, but yeah Celtic fans if you've got any thoughts on the game while you're watching this give us a call 01419511025 or fans of any other team if you've got anything else on your mind you can give us a call on that number. I'll run through the Celtic starting lineup for you. We were looking at this beforehand, and a, a slight debate about how Celtic are going to line up because three it could be it could be three at the back, it could be four at the back. Uh, if it is three at the back, it'll be Scott Bain in goal. It'll be a back three of Christopher Julian, Chris Ayer, and Near Beaton. The wing backs will be Jeremy Frimpong and uh, Greg Taylor, and then it'll be a midfield three of Christie, McGregor, and Cham with El Unissi supporting Edward. Up top, the standout there you think is the fact that there is no Scott Brown. The captain is out of this one. McGregor is captaining the side. Um, I believe he took a knock in training and has been rested for this yeah, one, Scott and, Brown. And there's certainly no way that Celtic will risk Scott Brown. Uh, and I don't see any point in it whatsoever. He is a fit lad. I know that he's at you know, the other end of 30, but he looks after himself very well. He's a captain. Uh, there's no point taking risks at this moment because the season starts a week on Sunday for Celtic. There's still plenty of training sessions to get in. There'll be bounce games. So Scott Brown, by that time, hopefully for Celtic, will be up to speed. Uh, I do like the three at the back for Celtic. I think it really suits them under Neil Lennon. It's just a pity that I like the, the, the partnership of Edward and Griffiths, but we know what's happened to Griffiths. So El Yanusi gets an opportunity tonight to play up beside Edward. And uh, we'll see how they go because this is a this is a good game. It'll be a test. Uh, this is a side that's what sixteen goals in two preseason games, so they don't take them lightly. They're playing a full strength team tonight. The quality they've got. So I think Neil Lennon will love this game tonight. But I think after sixty seventy minutes, we'll make changes as we see a great opportunity right away, and it just shows you what this team's all about. Yeah, a goal for Paris Saint-Germain already in the opening minute. It was a lovely ball played through to Kylian Mbappe. He has bags of pace. He broke through the Celtic defence and he sort of opened up his body, didn't he? As if he was going to shoot into the far corner past Scott Bain, but he just reversed it into this near corner. A lovely finish. And that's what happens when you've got the likes of Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, Mauro Icardi, Thiago Silva and Hildi Maria in your team. Well, take nothing away from PSG. That was a terrific goal. 
from the back. It started from the back. It's too easy. A ball played into midfield. Too much time. Gets his head up. What a lovely weighted pass that is by the Celtic defenders. Scott Bain comes out. Absolutely no chance. Now, I said that Neil Lennon would love this game tonight. And he'll love it in the fact that he knows the quality he's playing against. He knows the fitness level he's going to get. But he will not love giving away goals like that. That is a very cheap goal, as much as you can say from the home side, the quality they've got. If you give them space, especially in the middle of the park, to get their head up and pick a pass, they will absolutely destroy you. They're too good. And that's what's happened to Celtic tonight. So we're hardly into the game. What, one minute on the clock, Andrew? Uh, Celtic need to watch, as much as it's all about fitness, you don't want to get embarrassed. And this is a team that can easily embarrass you. 01419511025 if you want to give us your thoughts at home. I suppose that's the, the the problem with glamour friendlies because fans love them because they want to see their team come up against the top players. Players want to test themselves against the top players, but there is that worry when you've got a team like PSG, as you said, I think their last two friendlies, they won 9 0 and 7 0. Mm. They're bang in form. They've got a full team out. How disheartening can that be at the early stages of, of pre-season or sorry, the latter stages of pre-season now with a, a week and a half to go? Uh, you know, if, if PSG do manage to to put a good few past Celtic here. Yeah, um, it certainly doesn't do the confidence uh, any good. I, I, I keep going back to it. Pre-season is simple. It's about fitness, Andrew. But as a manager, you want to see the weaknesses. He's tried a different formation tonight. After a minute, that formation... Um, you know has been exploited at the back uh, especially with the three one ball splits the three defenders but Neil Lennon it's all about the learning curve it's all about you know getting the fitness into the players and they'll certainly get that because they'll have to do a lot of work off the ball tonight uh, so there's no point just going and getting uh, friendlies and winning six and seven nil and dominating the game because you need different levels of fitness this team looks very sharp they've got quality all over the pitch the one thing you don't want to do, Andrew, you don't want to go out there, as much as I keep saying fitness, you don't want to go out there losing four or five. So Celtic just need to settle into the game, three, four minutes on in the clock. So just settle down, try and get the ball, and when you get the ball against this team, try and keep it as best as you can. I think I was being a bit generous when I said it was a back three before, because certainly out of possession, that is a flat back five, a very narrow flat back five that Celtic are playing. Yes, and I don't blame them because of the quality that PSG have got. Um, but they'll try once the ball goes up the pitch and they'll try and get Edward on the ball. Then the two wing backs, Frimpong and Taylor, will try and get high up the pitch, give the, give the bit of width uh, in the flanks, try and put uh, some decent balls into the box. But I keep saying... Uh, once again you just see there The minute Celtic get the ball They give it away And one thing they'll have to do is They'll have to work hard to get it back Because you're playing against A team full of confidence And a team full of quality I know this isn't obviously a competitive game But it might be quite interesting to see How Neil Lennon sets up against a, a side like PSG Because we saw in the past I certainly remember the uh, Brendan Rodgers Celtic side Coming up against PSG You know, People had a lot to say about the way that Brendan Rodgers um, the way he set up against top European sides I think it was a 12-1 aggregate mm. scoreline between the two 5-0 at Celtic Park and 7-1 over in France they were maybe a, a bit too open it looks a bit more of a reserved setup from Neil Lennon here but sometimes you can you know play very reserved but some teams just have unbelievable quality and can cut through that well they've got it and they've spent so much money uh, they're at home um, but when Celtic have not got the ball it's plain to see as 5 Four in the middle of the park and one up top. And you just see there, as I touched on earlier, 
Frimpong gets the ball and gives it away so cheaply and all of a sudden they're on the back foot again. And that's what Neil Lennon will be a bit disappointed about. When you play against top opposition and Celtic have got quality players in that team that can get the ball and pass it, they've got to keep it for four or five minutes now. Every time a Celtic player gets the ball, they give it back to a PSG player. And when you do that, it becomes a long, long night, let me tell you. 01419511025 if you want to give us your thoughts from home we'd love to hear them or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB we'll keep you updated on that game while it's on in the background as well but there is plenty of talking points today and the main one is the fact that there will be a festive feel about the rescheduled Scottish Cup fixtures because the final has been penciled in for the 20th of December the semi-finals will take place over the weekend of the 31st of October and the 1st of November of course it's Aberdeen against Celtic and Hearts against Hibs in the semi-finals of that, the winners will play on the 20th of December. I'm sure the clubs will be happy to know yeah. when they're going to play those games now. Yeah, it is, um, it's a massive tournament for us in Scotland. And, you know, it was a highlight of the season. You know, the last game was the Scottish Cup final, usually at Hamden, pack, packed audience. Uh, unfortunately, it's not happened this season. And uh, the SFA have now pushed forward to get the semi-finals played and uh, the final just before Christmas. And hopefully by then, hopefully, keep fingers crossed, we'll have people back in the stadium. Yeah, I think that's a big thing about why they've scheduled it so late in the year because that would be a big bonus for the supporters. It would be a big bonus for the Scottish FA as well because if they can't get fans in the Hamden for that, they'll lose a lot of money as well. But, you know, the clubs will want it because they don't want to lose out on the money. The, the fans will want it because they, they want to be in there watching their team hopefully win a semi-final and also lift a trophy. Yeah, um, I think you're right there. But I always go back to it. I've said it since day one now. Uh, with this terrible thing that's happened to us with the lockdown and you know fans uh, you know, not getting into the games at the start of the season, paying for season tickets. The game's all about fans. Uh, hopefully, gradually. Um, slowly obviously with safety in mind we'll start getting supporters back in as much as you say clubs will benefit from the revenue the SFA are desperate for money we know that um, you just look at over tonight in Paris uh, there's a few thousand people in there uh, spread throughout the stadium maybe that's a starter we start that in Scotland and then hopefully as I say safety first we can build up Scottish FA Chief Exec Ian Maxwell's optimistic there will be fans at Hamden for the semi-final he's unsure of how many it will be allowed in and says part of the reason for scheduling it so late was to get supporters in Well the Scottish Government have been clear that you know there was a willingness to get fans back into stadiums when it's safe to do so um, you would like to think given that the games are at a fairly significant length of time away that we will be able to see supporters in what numbers they are we don't know obviously we need to work closely with Scottish Government to make sure that the protocols are in place but everybody's very keen to get as many supporters in as possible if we can get some in for the semi-finals and, and obviously the end of October then you'd like to think by December for the final then those numbers would have increased but it's, it's just a waiting game at this point in time The final was obviously really late in the year was that the thinking behind scheduling it then is to do it you know as late as possible to give it the best chance of getting fans inside the, the stadium for the final? Yeah, there was a bit of that. That, that definitely formed part of the reasoning. The other issue is when you look at the fixture calendar, it's really, really difficult to find suitable dates. You know, clubs are involved in European competition. We've got international, three international windows between now and then. Um, but you know, it's actually really exciting. I'm really looking forward to a Christmas. Christmas Scottish Cup final under under the new lights at Hamden. I think it could be a really special occasion and something that, that everybody look forward to. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Derek is a Rangers fan up first in Sandy Hills. Derek? 
good evening, panel. Uh, how can you have the Scottish Cup in October and December when some of the clubs that are involved in it will be weakened and they've released a lot of players? So what about these players that have played all the rounds up to now? They'll not get a chance to win it. Well, well, there's no guarantee, Gordon, that the, the teams are going to be weakened. You know, that could be the, stronger. That's the thing. The teams, you know, their their aim in every transfer window is mm-hmm. to strengthen their team as well. And I know people will take the point of Hearts. They've gone down to the Championship. They will have released players, but Hearts are showing ambition. You've got Craig Gordon, who's come in. He's certainly a better goalkeeper than uh, than Joe Pereira, who they had in goal last season, and there's uh, Lamal as well. So we're still to see what business they do, but. You know, it is revised squads. We do know that it's it's squads for the new season, but the, the squads will want to. You know, the, the teams will want to strengthen their squads ahead of that. Yeah, in an ideal world, Andrew, we shouldn't even be talking about this. The Scottish Cup final should have been played in May, as per normal. But things have happened. Uh, we're now just having to adapt, and you know, I do believe that the Scottish Cup should be played to a finish because somebody should have the uh, Scottish Cup in their cabinet. And you're right; you don't know if. Teams are going to be weakened they're, they're going to be stronger They will be different players Of course they will be But we'll just have to accept What's happened to us And we just have to go on mate There's no point looking back And saying well The squads will be different Players will be different You know Things like um, Johnny Hayes for instance At Aberdeen And the good thing is He'll be able to play in it Which I think is 100% correct uh, gives Isel an opportunity because he could have got there in the final with Celtic. That will be a strange one if he ends up knocking Celtic yeah, out yeah, in the semi final. Yeah, but but th- that's where we are. So mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about that. We can sit and argue about it. We can look back. We can talk about, you know, try to, you know, why are we finishing the Scottish Cup and it's different squads and teams will be weakened, teams will be stronger. It is what it is. We've just got to accept it. We're starting a season with no fans allowed into the ground. We've just got to get on with it. Gordon, did you say Johnny Hayes can play? Yes. So they're bending the rules. They're, they're not bending the rules, Derek. What they've done is they've they've well they've not. What they've done is they they've brought in new rules because it is you know extreme circumstances yeah. here. What they've done in is and we've got a, a, a clip of Ian Maxwell as well. Which you know what I'll, I'll play that now because Ian Maxwell talks about why players from last season aren't cup tied for these upcoming games. So I'll let you listen to that, Derek, and, and I'll let you come back in simply because of the length of time between the last round and this round and the length of time it's taken us to finish this competition. Squads always change over the summer. Um, there will always be differences in squads. I'm now 2021 playing squads in inverted commas as opposed to the 1920 competition that we're finishing. So to ask clubs to sign players that may not be able to play in a competition that's been held over for no reason, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's, it's the circumstances that we're living with. And we felt it was the most pragmatic and sensible solution to allow... Um, clubs to use as much of their squad as, as they possibly can I agree with that Andrew I think that's sensible um, because you look at it if, say for instance right I'll go, we'll talk about Johnny Hayes Johnny Hayes was at Celtic and he would have been in this cup final squad whether he played or on the bench he would have been there if he wasn't injured or suspended so why deprive him an opportunity of playing the Scottish Cup final because of the circumstances his contract they had to move on and he goes to another club so it makes it makes sense for me but also this is an extreme example but the transfer window is open until October mm-hmm. so there is a chance that there could be a massive turnover of players at one of the clubs loads could leave loads could come in and then they get to the semi-final and all of a sudden they're told see all those players you brought in none of them can play and you've got 
you've got barely any players to. I, th- I think Ian Maxwell's right when he says it's the length of time. If it was a case over three, four weeks, yeah, I can see all the arguments going against it. But the length of time you're talking about a cup final should have been finished in May is not getting finished to the 20th of December. So I think it is. For once, you know, the SFA come in, as is the SPFL board, come in for a lot of stick. But I think for once, it's common sense. I think it's the right way forward. Do you want to come back in, Derek? I don't think, if they couldn't finish it before the start of the new season, the thing should have been scrapped. I can't understand why England's playing their games just now. that we couldn't have finished at least the Scottish Cup before the start of the season. Well, you're looking at this. You're looking at the argument will now be well, why can we finish the Scottish Cup? And we couldn't finish the league and all that. It went with it. One, we know the circumstances, and we keep looking back. We should be looking forward. We understand what went on. The clubs voted to finish it. Obviously, the prize money had to be given out. There was a lot of games to be played. It was going to cost a lot of money with the testing. Whereas you've got a Scottish Cup that's got three games left, and we can fit that in before the next rounds of the Scottish Cup take place. So I just think, and plus the fact, the SFA, let's be honest, are trying to make money as well because they need money to come in. The SFA and the SPFL are different organisations as well. The Scottish Cup is obviously an SFA competition. The the league is an SPFL competition. So I do believe that, um, you know, the the four teams should have the right to go on and uh, compete to get the Scottish Cup. Derek, I'm not saying that you know the, the league shouldn't have been finished but do you understand that it might have been a lot trickier with the fact that you know it's only three games that need to be played in the Scottish Cup whereas I think it was still around 50 league games yeah. or something like that, that that were still to be played so there certainly is a, a big complication there Hypothetical but as say we have a bad winter these three games are then going to interfere well, See the end of the day we don't even know we're taking this day by day really Let's be honest here, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed. We are looking, the nearest I'm looking is next week, a week on Saturday, to see if our league campaign gets off and running. And then just build it from there. Then you're looking to hopefully introduce f- some fans into the, the stadiums. Then you're looking to build, we don't know what's in front of us. So there's no point worrying if there's going to be a bad winter or whatever may come. We've just got to take it step by step and hope for the best. Well, thank you to Derek in Sandy Hills. 01419511025 if you want to get involved on the phone. 16 minutes in between PSG and Celtic. Celtic holding out after conceding in the first minute, defending a lot better now than they did for that original goal when Kylian Mbappe put them ahead. We'll bring you the latest from that and a lot more on what Ian Maxwell's been saying today after the travel with Aaron. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141-951-1025 if you want to come on the phone. Celtic, of course, playing PSG in a friendly over in France tonight. Kicked off at 6 o'clock. It's now around 21 and a half minutes in. PSG 1-0 up. A goal on the first minute from Kylian Mbappe and they nearly made it two during the break, Gordon. Yeah, it was a great uh, opportunity um, down the left-hand side. Terrific ball in and, um, you know, Celtic were very lucky to escape that but to be fair to Celtic, after losing that early goal, um, especially against the team that, you know, the quality they've got on their side, they've settled down a bit. 
they're getting the, getting up the part. They've got just won a free kick there. Just before that, Edward had a good chance. Him and El Yunusi were through. Edward decided to go on his own. Maybe he should have passed it. But they're settling into the game. I was just looking at the touchline there, Neil Lennon out. Uh, you know, getting a few instructions on there because it's all about concentrating against this team. Because you uh, you see Neil there, he's doesn't look a happy man, but uh, he's there for a workout. The team's there for a workout tonight, and they're certainly going to get that. Yeah, there was a we talked about the fact that Scott Brown isn't in the starting lineup. Took a knock in training. He's been rested for this one. Um, El Hamid as well is not in the starting lineup, not on the bench as well. I'm not 100 percent sure why, but that might be a concern for some Celtic fans because he's he's looked good when he's played, but he was hampered by injuries last season. That's not something that El Hamid wor- worries me, uh, Andrew. Uh, I'm with you, and I think everyone that's watched the lad when he's played, he's a very talented player, good player, can play in, in a couple of positions, right back, centre back. I think he could be a big player for Celtic. It's the injury um, that's the question mark for me. He seems to be just picking up knock after knock and missing games. And, you know, that will be a concern. Um, I hope that it's just, you know, sometimes as a player you go through this in your career that you just can't get away from the the niggly knocks that keeps you out of training, keeps you out of games like tonight. Um, But I'm sure Celtic will be doing everything to get him back to... To, to proper fitness Scott Brown I, I don't think Would be a worry I think it's just a case of You know Looking after him And thinking There's no No point in playing them a game like this If he's got a, a slight knock um, Next week's too important uh, Celtic Park Against Hamilton And I'm sure Every Celtic fan Shouting well We could do without Scott Brown Against Hamilton But that's not the case It's the fact that Obviously Neil Lennon Would want him in the team As the captain As a leader And I'm sure he will be But um, this is a good test for Celtic and the players tonight because, as I say, um, when they've not got the ball, they're doing a lot of work. 01419511025 is the number you need. It's the number Alec in Parkhead has phoned. Alec, what are you making of the game so far tonight? Hi, how we doing? How we doing, Gordon? I'm all right, Alec. How are you? Hi, good, mate. I know, I know we're getting beat, but uh, I think we're playing well. You know, I don't want to speak too soon right enough because I'm listening to the show and watching this game, but... After you know we've had a we've had a good bit of possession, and to be honest, you, when I when I heard that we had this friendly, I was like, mm. uh, Alec, how do you oh think dear, you're I think playing we've... now? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> do you want to hang up and phone back? I don't know if you're looking at the television, <laughs> Alec, but that has gone two 0 to PSG. Uh, there, the ball was pulled back to Neymar in the middle of the box. He was about sixteen yards out, a deflected shot past Scott Bain, and it is PSG two Celtic nil. Right, I'm just going to hang up, right? <laughs> <laughs> phone bang, Alec, phone bang, see. I don't think we're playing particularly well tonight, Gordon. Um, once again, I'll say it down the flanks, it comes in. That's too easy. You can't give a player, he's one of the best players in the world, and he, he's he's in the box there. He's at the penalty spot. He's got all the time in the world. Yeah, he gets a lucky deflection, but you cannot, as a team, I don't care who you are. Give a player that quality that time in the box, and Neil Lennon will be fuming with that defender. Yeah, what will be worrying as well is the fact that when that ball was cut back, Neymar wasn't the only one free at that area. There was there was three of them there, and look, we know it's a preseason friendly. We know that PSG are are quality, but th- these are the things that Neil Lennon will be looking out for in a game like this. Do, do you know? I keep saying, and I'll repeat it: Neil Lennon will take a lot out of it with the fitness, but that for a coach and a manager. Is basic defending, Andrew. 
that's nothing to do with getting your fitness, getting your sharpness, and you know working. Celtic have played three at the back under Neil Lennon a right few times last season, and were very successful. That is basic, basic defending, and I don't think Neil Lennon, whether it's pre-season or not, I don't think Neil Lennon will be saying to himself, "I will accept that." I think he'll have a word with his defenders. The ball comes in too easy, and when it comes into the box. Neymar, one of the best players in the world, is standing there, all the room in the world, with company, with people round about him, they could have passed it if he wanted to, and it was far, far too easy. It's okay saying it's pre-season, you've got to get the basics right, that's basic defending. Alec, we are 26 and a half minutes into Celtic's third pre-season game so far, what, what have you made of, of Celtic so far, are there any areas that you feel you still need to strengthen before the start of the season? Well, obviously, just as we're talking, you know, the centre, centre halves, because, you know, we've let Simonovic go, and, uh, you know, we already, we're already meant to be looking for a centre half last year, so you've got Christopher Ayer, and you've got Julian, now that's more or less it, and we're talking about Alhamid, the guy's got a lot of quality, but as you say, he is injury prone, so, me personally, I think Celtic need two centre halves, I definitely think they need at least one quality one either to come in or to push the other two because if I'm being honest the other two seem to have it easy because I think that when they look around about they'll look well there's nobody else here places but let's be honest if Christopher Julian and Christopher and, and, Ali, and I took injuries who's going to come and replace them? Beaton and Here we go again Alec you could be oh sh- this, this, uh, I've got to say, Alec, you're you're saying there about centre backs, and I do agree. I, I think, think the flag was up there. To be fair, it was a ball, a long ball over yeah. the top. Um, I think is that Neymar that was just on the last shoulder had flicked that on. I think it was a Cardi actually mm. that was just flicked that on, but he, he was offside. But once again, a, a ball over the top is maybe a bit uh, too easy. Yeah, there. it's too easy, but it's offside. So you've got to give the defending a bit of credit there, uh, holding the line. But I'm a bit surprised with. So I know they were champions last season and you know they've got such a terrific uh, squad with the individuals that they've got the McGregors and Brown the Forest and people like Edwards and stuff like that I'm just surprised that they've not added a bit of quality into that squad Andrew I really am because the big question Mark was everyone thought that Fraser Forster was a shoe and he come back and playing goals so far it's not happened will it happen I don't know I don't think so I think it's went too long now they need to address that. I totally agree with Alec. I think that looking at centre-back position, they need to address something like that. If you look up front, now he's playing a 3-5-2. In an ideal world, a 3-5-2 in Scotland, you would love Edward and Lee Griffiths. Now, I'm sure Neil Lennon uh, will hope that Lee gets back to the fitness that's required to play with Celtic because I think he'd be a terrific asset. But it's a f- just to freshen things up. I... I you know, as much as people, well, we can win the league next year with the same squad. I've heard it a million times. It's not about that. It just needs a bit. Of, you know, it needs a different character in the dressing room, freshened up, uh, new faces, competition. Because if you look at that, if you look at Celtic's uh, bench just now, there's not a lot of world beaters on that bench. James Forrest is a big player for him, obviously, but there's a lot of young lads there as well. This is going to be a long season for Celtic. It's going to be a lot of games. I will be amazed if Neil Lennon's not got easily three targets to try and bring in before the start of the season. 
Alec, I know the transfer window is open until October and you know managers have talked about patience in this transfer window because of the, the circumstances. Would you have liked to have seen things progress a bit faster in the transfer window though with you know a week and a half to go until the start of the season? Well, just looking at the goalkeeper position, we lost Craig Gordon and Fraser Foster. So in my eyes, that tells me that we have lost two quality goalkeepers out the door now. We're not even at the moment you know, ready to get one in imminently. You know what I mean? So I think that we need, unless he's going to bring Hazard through, we need two goalkeepers. Uh, I just, uh, I think that, you know, it's the same, you know, we seem to be dragging our heels a wee bit. Can we, can we rely on Lee again to, 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 to get back to where he was? I don't know. I don't know. What I mean was, this isn't a season for taking chances. This isn't a season for taking, you know, any 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 passengers. And I would have liked to have seen at least one or two through the door for the start of the season next Sunday. I, th- yeah. I, cer- I certainly agree. I think they need a goalkeeper in there. I'm not having a go at Scott Bain because I said last week that if Celtic started the season with Scott Bain in goals, I don't think that's the biggest disaster in the world. But they need... Competition in there I think Scott Bain's a good goalkeeper But I think everybody's comparing them to Well we had Fraser Foster And Fraser Foster was a top class goalkeeper Unfortunately they can't get that deal done And I'm surprised that they've left themselves short in that department um, I'm sure that Neil Lennon will address that I'd be very surprised if he doesn't But I, I keep getting back to it. I thought the Celtic Would have added one or two fresh faces New players in there just to freshen everything up, liven it up again, competition for places, make sure that people aren't just thinking, well, you know, I had a good season last season, we won the league, uh, we're going for a, you know, we're still in the Scottish Cup and we could win that in December and we've won the League Cup. Uh, It gets complacent. I think you need to be kept on your toes. And as I say, much as Celtic have got a terrific squad, I'm sure that Neil Lennon deep down inside would be hoping for additions to the squad In terms of the goalkeeping spot Do you think that's maybe just Taking a bit longer Because Fraser Potentially Foster. Neil Lennon Was quite confident in the fact That Fraser Foster may well Return on loan And, and now that doesn't look as if It's going to happen Yeah but you've got to Well I'm sure Celtic will have a plan B Andrew You've got to have a plan B You wouldn't leave yourself That short uh, It's not the fact that You have no confidence in Scott Bain It's just the fact that You've got so many games coming up Thick and fast You need a good squad You need good backups You need quality players in there I think they've left their cell a bit short just now But we've still got You know Over a week um, You know a, a week on Sunday for Celtic Kicking off their league campaign But I think they need to get I, I think they need to get players in And I, I think they need to get players in soon And I'm not going on the basis of this game tonight Because PSG are a top quality side It's a pre-season friendly We take all that into consideration but just for the sake of, you know, competition there and a bit more quality, I think Celtic need players on. Well, thank you to Alec in Parkhead, 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Ian Maxwell uh, was obviously speaking today, the SFA chief executive. Another thing he was saying is that they're targeting the Nations League clash with Israel in September as a trial run for fans in Hamden. He says that could pave the way for getting bigger numbers in the Scottish Cup games and further internationals. We're in constant dialogue with Scottish government about you know the return of spectators back into stadiums, whether that's through individual test events. You know, test events can be good, but stadiums are very specific. 
So a test event at Celtic Park, as an example, doesn't tell you much about stadiums, about spectators getting in and out to other stadiums across across Scotland. So it's probably more important that each individual stadium is having test events, if you see what I mean, and we're very keen to get them kicked off as soon as we can. That's something that we've spoken about. You know, We don't have a huge amount of games at the National Stadium that have significant numbers of supporters. Obviously, the national team matches would be one of them. And because that there are there is the Israel home game in September, then that's definitely one that we'll be looking at targeting to use as, as in that test event environment. Yeah, well, Ian Maxwell saying there, obviously, you know, using that game in September as a trial run, you know, that is quite soon. It's it's just over a month away. And that will be promising for, for fans, even if there is a, a very small amount in September. It does seem to be building up to that date in... October, which seems to be um, the date that we think fans will certainly in limited numbers get back into grounds. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think Ian Maxwell's very hopeful. You look at tonight um, over in Paris uh, on a lovely night, the sun's shining, Celtic are playing PSG, and there's supporters spread all around the ground. Uh, maybe that's a start for us, uh, but we just have to go with the government. We just have to take the advice. Uh, safety's most important, Andrew, we know that. Uh, but we need to just one step at a time, slowly and hopefully just build it up and um, see where we go from there. But Ian Maxwell sounds very hopeful like the rest of us because as much as I've enjoyed the pre-season friendlies, as much as I've enjoyed some of the English games, um, you certainly need supporters inside the ground to make football. He was also talking about the fact that, you know, it's good for Hamden to have this test run, but what works for Hamden doesn't work for Celtic Park, which doesn't work for Ibrox, which doesn't work for Far Park, for example. So it's one of these ones where every club you'd think at some point are going to need to have one of these pilot runs to get fans in to see how it works and suits for their stadium. So, you know, whether it is just a, a very select amount, we could see that happening all over the country in, in small numbers. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of happy people and a lot of sad people because you can't have full grounds you look at Rangers you look at Celtic with the capacity they've got with season ticket holders Motherwell have got a lot of season ticket holders now you know other clubs Aberdeen have got a decent support you just can't do it you can't please everyone uh, so I don't know how they're going to go about you know trying to do that Andrew how, how that's sort of a you know put in place that'll be up to the clubs to decide but There'll be a lot of happy people if they can get in to support their team and there'll be a lot of disappointed ones. But uh, that's just where we are just now. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, we're looking at Scottish Cup final, 20th of December. We'd have never imagined that. But at least if we can get some supporters in, it's a positive start. 01419511025. Now is the perfect time to call because we could be speaking to you after the travel with Aaron. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard PSG currently 2-0 up against Celtic around 42 minutes on the clock in that friendly in France Celtic did hit the post a Christopher Julian header during the break as well another piece of news today is the fact that the curtain raiser for the Premiership season has changed it is now Aberdeen against Rangers because that fixture has moved from half past five to half past twelve on the first of August so that'll be an early start and of course Rangers playing in that friendly against Motherwell tomorrow night while we're live on air so we'll bring you that throughout tomorrow night's show we'll go straight to the phones because Michael has been waiting he's a Hearts fan in Selkirk Ma- uh, Michael what's your point tonight Hi, good evening lads, hope you're both well You too Hi, Michael. Michael 
no, what it was was um, just seeing the, the, the dates for the, the Scottish Cup semi-final fixture today. I just I was thinking to myself, how many times are the, the football authorities going to put us at a disadvantage? <laughs> now, obviously, Gordon will know, uh, as well as anybody, have been an ex-player, that it, it takes uh, teams and players four or five games to get up to speed. So they're, they're putting us into a semi-final a couple of weeks after our league season just starts, uh, unless, obviously, the, the arbitration panel overturn it, which is highly unlikely, but it's the way I see it, it's, I'm, 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 like, I'm not like Gordon, Gordon played professional, I only played uh, junior football, but mm. I know when I played, it took me four or five games to get up to up to speed. Yeah, I can understand being a heart supporter, Michael, that you've got a, a point there, um, because the other teams you look at, uh, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, they'll have a few games well into their season, um, plus the fact they'll have pre-season games under a belt at Celtic are doing tonight Rangers tomorrow Aberdeen are having games Hibs unfortunately didn't have one against Ross County um, but um, it is a little bit of a disadvantage but I keep going back to the, the fact that what do you do Michael you know um, you can't they've got to be it's got to be played um, I, I would personally I would be just delighted for Hearts if I was a Hearts supporter to have an opportunity to win the Scottish Cup because it's been a miserable season for them. Um, you know, they're, they're, they'd won four games. Um, they get, obviously, with the season finishing early, uh, they get probably will be relegated. So I totally understand your point. It does take a bit of time to get up to speed. Um, but we just have to go on with it. It's unfortunate we can't do anything about it. Michael, has the shine been taken off the Scottish Cup at all for you because of everything that's happened? Or are you still looking forward to the to the semi final? Oh no, of course not. I'm looking off. Obviously, I'm looking forward to the, the game. Obviously, I've not had football for so long and enjoy getting to the football with my two kids on a on a Saturday. So no, it's not no taking the shine off. I just feel that going into it, we're going to be severely disadvantaged uh, as we've been. With all the sort of decisions that have been taken, we're now going into a league with 27 games, so we're missing a lot of games. We're no, I mean, it's, it just seems that at every stage along the way here we're being disadvantaged and just feels like we're getting slapped in the head. The only like, thing I will say, Michael, I, I, I don't believe for one minute, I really don't, that uh, the SFA, Ian Maxwell and everyone's looked at it and thought, do you know what, we'll play these in October, November just to spite hearts because of the fact that they'll get relegated. It's, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just... It has to be fitted into the diary somewhere And unfortunately, yeah, Hearts will not be up to the same speed As the likes of Hibs, Aberdeen and Celtic Yeah, well, Ian Maxwell touched on it today About why, you know, these are the times of it First of all, the the, the fixtures are, are really tough to fit in yeah. There's barely any free weeks But basically they wanted the Scottish Cup to be finished in 2020 They, they had a deadline of the end of 2020 Because they felt, you know, it is the 2019-2020 Scottish Cup They want to finish it in this year There's also another issue in the fact that uh, William Hill are the sponsors of the Scottish Cup for last season But not next season So if there's any crossover between then It could be very awkward Especially when they're trying to uh, attract new sponsors for that new tournament I think the fourth round starts in January So having overlap of the likes of Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs who are in still in last season's competition playing in next season's competition it would all get very messy so th- there was a few circumstances why you know yeah, you these, can, these are the dates you that can are set un- You can understand Andrew but it doesn't soften the blow for mm-hmm. Hearts and Hearts supporters but I'll get back to 
once again, I would take the positive of I was Hearts because it has been a really bad year for them. I would take the positive that they've got an opportunity uh, to get to a cup final. And I know that they'll be disadvantaged with the amount of games leading up to that semi-final uh, against other teams. But at least you're in, the, you're in the pot there. You've got an opportunity to go and win the Scottish Cup. Whether they can achieve that, I don't know. Plus the fact that it gives them a bit of breathing space to go and strengthen the squad a little bit because they, were, they weren't sitting at the bottom of the Premier League for nothing. Uh, at that time, they weren't good enough. They weren't playing good enough. Um, they've changed their manager as well. Um, so it just it might just give them that lift, but as I say, it's, uh, I can understand the point of view. Final point to you, Michael. I know. I'll just come back with Gordon was saying here. I'm not for one minute suggesting that uh, Ian Maxwell deliberately went out to to disadvantage Hearts. No, no, for one second. I, 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 Ian Maxwell's a uh, very good at a job he's doing. So I wasn't there for one minute stating mm. that. It just it just seems that the dates have just. Sort of disadvantage, does it? Like we we can't even train just now. The Scottish government haven't even give uh, the, the championship and League One and Two permission to train as of yet. Never yeah. mind anything else. Eh? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree that you are at a disadvantage. There's no doubt about that. There's no argument about that. Uh, but Ian Maxwell uh, came out and explained the reasons for the dates and why, and obviously sponsorship and everything comes into it as well. And unfortunately. The, the team that has probably suffered out the four would be hearts but football's a strange game you never know what happens well thank you to Michael in Selkirk make sure to phone in again sometime soon and we can do this again it is half time between Celtic and PSG it is PSG 2 Celtic nil. the goals from Kelly and Mbappe and Neymar and it did look from the first minute Gordon that it could be um, Long you know, a, a big big scoreline but Celtic have managed to to contain them on the whole yeah, they played a bit better until Alec phoned in and obviously PSG listened to the phone in and decided, well, we'll just sort him out and scored. Uh, they had a good opportunity, great ball in from Christie. Uh, Julian, good header off the pose. But PSG just looked to be playing at the pace that suits him. What's going to be really interesting is Neil Lennon will be looking at this and thinking, if we don't up our game here, we could maybe come away 4 or 5 nil tonight. Does he change it a lot? Does he bring on the younger players? You know what's been happening in pre-season. Usually sometimes 10, 11 changes in, in teams. I just wonder tonight whether Neil will decide to try and keep with the strongest team as long as he possibly can. Yeah, because I think Celtic only have potentially one more test before the start of the season. They are scheduled to play Dundalk or they, they want to play Dundalk certainly on Saturday in a friendly but there seems to be issues there Dundalk don't know uh, they don't have clearance yet from the Irish government to actually fly over and play the game yet so this could well be you know you'd think Celtic would try and arrange something else but you know this is probably the the, the second to last test they'll get before the Hamilton yeah, game Yeah there's no, there's no doubt they'll get a team to come you, you look at for instance we were talking about it in the golf course with Gordon Duncan that Mother will go into Ibrox tomorrow night for a pre-season game. But never have been known. Never have been known. Um, you know, and it's absolutely fantastic for the Motherwell players to go there. It'll be a real good competitive game. I think tonight's been a, a real eye-opener for, for Neil. Uh, he'll get the level of fitness as well. They're up against a top-quality team. But just prior to the season starting, they will need another game in there just to sharpen everything up. So 
No doubt they will fix it up Well that is all for tonight It is PSG 2 Celtic nil at half time Make sure to join us tomorrow night Reaction from that And of course Rangers and Motherwell Facing off at Ibrox So we will be talking you through That one tomorrow night as well I'm in the studio with Mark Weedy And make sure to stick around tonight Because Barry Wilkins is up next <laughs>